Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, here we go. A busy college basketball Saturday, just a week away from the conference tournaments as league play wraps up. And these teams fight Michael Lombardi for a spot in the tournament, one of 68. We say good morning. How are we feeling? We feel good. We feel good. What a day, huh? We got some great games going from, uh, I think, you know, this is like a, a, a college Saturday with games starting at 1 and going all through the night. We got a lot of good college games, good NBA games. Got to see the James Harden debut last night. Saw the Knicks, R.J. Barrett light it up. So it was, it's been pretty good. Look at you downplaying the debut of James. We're going to get to the dazzling debut of James uh, Harden here in a second. But you mentioned, I mean, we got 140. They lured me back They, they got they you. They lured me back. They're just yeah, when, they they, just back. when you thought you got out. What's the quote? They suck you back Just in. when I thought I was out. They, I mean, I, and I, and, and I got to be honest with you. Like, you know, I was like that puppy that, you know, gets yelled at and then it goes away. And then I came right back. I mean, by the end, by the middle of the first quarter, I was all in. I mean, it was disgusting. It really was. <laughs> So I, I know where this is going to go. It's happened in my entire life, but they have me. I'm trapped. I'm in. I'm completely in. Yeah, Millie posted a picture on Facebook. You had your uh, 76 or Thunder sticks <laughs> and your jersey and your Embiid jersey on. I don't know if everybody saw it. Well, okay, well, we should start I have there. no 76er gear. For the record, I have no 76er gear. I got some gear, and I, and I gave it to my man Berman. That's, I, I have no 76er gear. Is that you None pandering for some 76er gear? Maybe a, no, maybe no, a hoodie? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. No, I'm good. Well, I, actually, I have a visor. That's what I do. Yeah, okay. I have a visor. Well, we got Kentucky, Arkansas. I got Kansas, Baylor, Auburn, Tennessee, Gonzaga, St. Mary's later, Duke, Syracuse. We got a ton to do as far as college hoops. Uh, but before we get to that, we should talk about it because it was it was pretty damn impressive and efficient. Harden and the 76ers, of course, Embiid's going to win the MVP. Embiid right now is plus 140, by the way, Michael, to win the MVP. DeRozan's jumped up to 8-1. to one. We'll get to him in just a little bit, but a 133-102 win for the 76ers over the Timberwolves, who had come off the impressive win the night before over Memphis. But the big story here is it's the debut of Harden, just 12 shots. And he scored, what, 27 points. He was 7 of 12 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, 12 assists, 8 boards. He was incredible. Let's get into it. You know, I, I thought he was really incredible. He never really tried to force anything. And I, and I yep. thought the interesting thing about the game was that he didn't always bring the ball up, that, that he wasn't always with the ball, and they played faster than I thought they would have played. You know, they got 82 shots up in the game. Uh, you know, they played with a more tempo. And I thought they really the star of the, the guy who's going to benefit the most from all of this is Maxi. 
I mean, Maxi was sensational last night. I mean, he's 12 of 16 from the floor. You can't really defend him because he's so explosively quick. And now, instead of him being the point guard, he can feed off of it. And I think we put a, a little bit of, of an end to the conversation that Embiid and Harden can't play together. They don't pick and roll. You know, they do. And I, and I thought that... that Harden's ability to pass. He had 12 assists, as you mentioned, for the night. But, you know, I think a lot of that was some hesitation on Tobias Harris's uh, inability to want to shoot. He was only two of nine from the floor. He could have had way more assists. But uh, it was a good start, and I thought they played really well defensively. You know, they played well defensively. And, look, they're, they're going to be – they finally have somebody – in the fourth quarter when the other team starts to etch closer. Like at the end of the first half in this game, the Timberwolves had a little bit of a rally, and then at halftime they were down by 10 because Harden came in and fixed it. So it was impressive, and he looked good, and he looked in good shape. I mean, I know the guy doesn't jump very high or it doesn't look like he's moving very fast, but somehow he gets it done. You mentioned we wondered if he and Maxi, Harden and Maxi, could coexist in the backcourt. The bottom line is with Harden and Embiid, there's so much space. So, and you know, Maxi's hitting 39% from three this year. He had 28 points last night. You're just going to have so much space. There's two words I came up with space and free throws. I mean, this is like yeah. this Harden and Embiid are going to live at the free throw line, and they did last night. They did. I mean, they had they 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 took basically they took 20 uh, 22 shots between the two of them at the line, uh, and they were you know the team shot 83 percent from the line. So, look, I I think the defense was better than I suspected it would be. I thought Harden gave more effort on defense. Frankly, he was into the game as well. So, you know, it, it's a start, and I think it's a beginning. But the one thing he gives them is a legitimate score outside of Embiid, somebody that, that when the game's on the line, he can nail it, and he did last night. He was sensational. And the Sixers, hit, what, they hit 19 threes as opposed to Minnesota's nine, and that's going to yeah. be the key, hitting those open threes when all of the attention is drawn to Harden and Embiid. You know, the problem with Harden is what you just said. The fact that he gave effort on defense last night, it's just that that is always in his pocket. He always has the opportunity and the availability to give effort, and he just doesn't. He will the rest of the way. I mean, it's a short sprint to the postseason. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, too, you know, he's such an instinctive player that yeah. what he doesn't have athletically, he makes up for his instincts on the game. And his passing is is really remarkable. I mean, his passing he's is a great passer is unbelievable. And and so, you know, that just adds another dimension. And I think these guys were rallied around him. And, you know, last night when I got done watching the game, I just thought, geez, this maxi kid, you know, we talk about having three legitimate blue chip players on the court. You know, and everybody thinks Harris is the third. It's not. Maxie's the third. Oh, he's, it's clear. He's so he, good. he is going to shine so bright from the, the addition of Harden that it's going to be very difficult to defend, and it's just going to open up more for, for Embiid inside. And, you know, the other thing, too, Patrick, I don't know if you noticed that Embiid never really posted up. I mm -hmm. mean, I don't think he ever was five feet near the basket when he got the ball. You know, he got it in the low post, but it wasn't like he was down in the block. You know the Moses Malone block, or right. the or the or the Kareem Abdul block. He was out there, and so it was kind of a different flow to their offense, and it looked really good. I don't even know if the Moses block exists anymore in modern. I don't think it NBA. does. <laughs> it just shows my age. I know, no, but it does. that's it a good that's a good age. call. Moses is one of the greats. Um, 
Well, you saw in, after the game in beat, I was looking at the interview this morning. He was all smiles, and he said, that's the most wide open I've been in my career. And that really is the point here. His, he's yeah. only – you wonder if Harden was going to, with the two-man game, you wonder if he was going to take some of the production away from Embiid. But that's not the case because he's going to get better looks now. Yeah, and, and look, they all got shots. I mean, Maxi got 16 shots. He got, you know, only two less than Embiid got during the game. And, and Tobias Harris got nine shots. And, and all of Tobias Harris's nine shots were wide open. He just missed them. Oh, he yeah. missed a layup. He missed, you know, he missed four three-pointers that were truly wide open. I mean, uh, three-pointers that he missed. And so, but I thought his defense, it was interesting in the game, they put Harris on Carl Towns Anthony. I mean, so they were like, he played defense. They mixed it up. They freed up Embiid. And, and they play well. Well, they played well. So they all off to New York they go and see what they do Sunday afternoon. You know, it'll be interesting to see Danny Green as far as three-point shooting percentage down this year. If he starts hitting those three-pointers heading into the postseason, he could be huge for this team because these guards are going to get these play Everybody outside of Harden and Embiid, including the two of them, they're going to get wide-open looks. No doubt. And, and I thought Green did a good job of getting into that spot in the corner, you know, that, that P.J. Uh, Tucker spot in the corner. You know where he always makes those threes down there, mm -hmm. deep in the, and and that's he hit two of them from the corner, and I think that's just going to be his spot on the court. He's going to have to make those, and and Harris has got to play against the better teams. He's going to have to play at a higher level. I mean, he was plus twenty four on the court. I mean, Harden was plus thirty five. It's the highest plus turtle he's plus total he's had since he was a Houston Rocket. Think about that, Patrick. Mm -hmm. It's the highest plus total he's had since going back, not into the bad Houston Rocket days, into the good days. You mentioned the pick and roll. Also, that little handoff, that little handoff at the top of the key they're going to do. This is, this is going to be interesting. You know, 20, what, 22, 23 games to kind of gel and getting some continuity as we head into the postseason. The 76ers could be dangerous. I'm just looking at the numbers. They were awesome across the board. Shot over 51% from the field, 48%, almost 49% from three. They out-rebounded them, out-assisted them, had 30 dimes on the night. That is uh, that's a great start. But which is interesting because in the last game, they got out-rebounded by 10. I yes. mean, their rebounding has been an issue. You know, and that's one of the that's one of the concerns you have as a basketball team. Can they rebound? You know, and so they did last night, which was impressive. It, look, look, they are going to be a draw. I mean, this kid is a kid. This man is an incredible player, and he gives them a dimension they haven't had. Simmons, it's everything that they hoped Simmons could be. Simmons, they're going to lose a little bit on defense not having him, but just the assist and the ability to create off the half court which is what they lacked in the playoffs. I mean, it's really what the case is, and he gives them that now. He did. He, he looked into it. He had energy. It looked like he had been eating good, though. I mean, Harden always looks like he's eating good, you know? He's I didn't think he was heavy, though. You know, I not didn't heavy. He was out of shape. I, I, I thought he was in good shape. And, I, and you know, I, I pay close attention watching basketball games because I can remember having lunch one day with Scottie Pippen and Jimmy Sexton and we and Millie. We were all sitting there. Uh, they were playing the Sixers in a playoff game. And I said to Scottie, I said, do you ever get tired? You know, and his answer back to me was, to me, the most memorable answer I've ever had from an athlete. He said, tired of what? Like the idea that he was exhausted or tired on the court never even entered his mind. And so I'm, I'm always aware of watching players 
to see if they're, you know, got their hands on their legs, if they're pulling their trunks down, if they're out of breath like I would be after two runs up and down the court. And I never got that sense with Harden. He looked like he was very calm, and he was in really good shape. I don't know if he ever exerted. It doesn't look like he's playing hard, and that's what great players always do. They never look like they play hard. You know, Scottie Pippen. That's a, pretty, that's a powerful lunch right there with all of you. Scottie Pippen, known for his length. However, those arms get short when the bill comes to the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think we had Fat Baby there. Sexton was there, so I think he covered it. So that, that's, that was good. <laughs> Wait, we call him Fat Baby? Yeah, that's his nickname. We that's call a good Fat nickname. Yeah, he was, it's a great nickname, and it's perfect for him. He's so lovable. You just want to pinch those cheeks, you know? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Harden again for a second. No. Anyway, congrats to your 76ers. And, again, I thought the T-Wolves, even on the second, even on the back-to-back, it was a home. They, they played at home the night before, and they had energy. They were coming out of the All-Star they break, did. and it's a very good they basketball did. team playing good basketball. That's a big win covering the two-and-a-half by a ton. By a ton. It wasn't even in doubt. I mean, they they took it over. They scored 41 in the fourth. I mean, and you know those games usually as a as an all-in fan, I'm always nervous they're going to blow the lead late. They didn't. We're back. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. As we say, good morning. Now, here are today's top plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel on the horses. Santa Anita, race four. Jeff likes the one horse, memes at four to one. And at the great race place, Santa Anita, he likes in the eighth race, the five horse, set sail on top at five to two. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VSIN. Sign up right now. You get 10 bucks instantly when you use the bonus code Vegas1000. $10 free, and you can get up to a $1,000 bonus. Go to vsin.com slash horses for details. That's vsin.com slash horses for details. Okay, Lombardi line on a Saturday, a huge day in college hoops. Got the NBA to get to as well. Jick Jack Johnson's going to join us from the Beau Rivage coming up in just a bit. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in his office. He's going to be headed back to the Borgata in a couple of weeks here. Looking forward to that as well. Conference tournaments coming up. And, of course, the field of 68 in the tournament. By the way, you know it's raucous here when I walked in. A couple of dudes... We, they got these beautiful plush chairs to sit in at the sports books, and these guys were passed out, laying, <laughs> sleeping at the sports book. And I'm just like, welcome to Vegas, man. We got to keep Cheaper Dominic away. Room. 
cheaper than a hotel room. It my, is my cheaper. Dominic's running the house. Yeah, he's got it all under control. <laughs> Don't worry. You know, he's working on it. He's wearing his Raider gear around the house. He's got it all under control. Oh, I thought Don't they worry. got him some new Arizona Cardinal gear now that uh, Kyler Murray. No, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals have faded from his memory. I Good. think we're moving on to the to the Las Vegas Raiders, baby. You know, it's just 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 win. I mean, he's got it down. Okay, Perfect. how about the SEC today? So they've got oh five teams ranked oh in the top 25. They got five, they've got what, one, two, three, four, 18 or better. And those teams are taking on each other today. Kentucky at Arkansas. Bud Walton Arena is going to be going nuts. The Moss oh Bus. Can we talk about it? For those that don't know, uh, Michael Lombardi and Eric Musselman, the coach down at Arkansas, have a good relationship. This is about as big as it gets, and that crowd is going to be insane. Kentucky in town. This open Arkansas two, Michael. It's up the three. Well, they, you know, they, they, the line was able to start at seven. I think they're giving away three thousand T-shirts. There's going to be white pom poms handed out. Uh, I mean, right now, if you went live to Fayetteville, it, it, it is an absolute crazy, crazy scene. And we're going to visit, you know, we're going to see the best offense in the Southeast Conference to play against the best defense in the Southeast Conference. Something's going to give here, you know, and uh, and we'll find out how that works out. I mean, look, for Musselman and his team, he's got to be able to slow the pace down. He's got to be able to control the tempo, and he's got to be able to reduce the game. And, and basketball coaches are really good at this, better so than football coaches. They always go into the game understanding the style they have to play to win the game. It's, it's very important that they get that. And I think what Musselman wants to be able to do is make this a 28-minute game, not a 40-minute game. Because with Kentucky's talent, and their size, their length, you know, they're big all over. That if you have to match them one for one all the time and the game is played at their pace 40 minutes, you're going to have a hard time beating them. And so Arkansas has got to play the right pace, and they've got to be able to handle that, and they've got to be able to defend with their lack of size in some of the matchups. So I think it'll be a great game at 1 o'clock today. I'm really looking forward to it. The energy from the crowd will it's gonna certainly be crazy. give them another, another point. But – it's it. all everybody's all over. I mean, the line's moving towards Arkansas, which always makes me worry. Well, part of that is, again, the backcourt's not going to be there. For the most part, Ty Ty Washington and Shavir Wheeler looks like they're going to miss this matchup today, which is huge in the backcourt for Kentucky. You talked about length. Ty Ty Washington's going to be a top-ten pick uh, in the NBA draft. He's just awesome at getting to the rack as well. However, what, they beat Alabama and LSU after the bad loss to Tennessee without the backcourt, so Kentucky's just fine. Kentucky could be a special team with Shibwe, of course, the player of the year. He's going to win it. But then you have Arkansas. They've won 12 of 13, Michael. Last time out, they, beat, they won at Florida. Uh, they beat Tennessee, and they held Tennessee to 48 points. As a matter of fact, over this 13-game stretch where Arkansas is just playing about as good as they can, they've held teams to 60 points per. Their defense has been awesome. Yeah. They have, and it feeds their offense. I mean, that's really where Arkansas, when you look at their numbers offensively, they're not a great three-point shooting team. They only shoot 32% from the three-point line. You know, they're in the middle of the pack in the Southeast Conference. But everything they do is fed off their ability to defend, and they do that really well. And they defend the three-point line as well as anybody. And, I mean, the last few weeks when you look at these games, I mean, Kentucky's shooting 37.7% from the three-point line, which has been really remarkable. 
you know, and they've got to be able to go out there and defend that line. That's going to be the key to the game is how they defend it and how they handle this. And without the backcourt that they need, Kentucky, it gives Arkansas a slight advantage. You're not going to take on many teams that can rebound and get it done down low like Kentucky. That's where Arkansas – Arkansas is going to have their hands full – uh, their hands full with Shebway today. They, they've got to get rebounds. They've got to get second-chance opportunities as well. Well, when you look at Kentucky's team, and, you know, I mean, this is a little bit – Kentucky would make Al Davis really proud because when they come out of the locker room, they, they, they look like they, they have a size speed chart. You know, one thing <laughs> you can always do in any sport, right, is you can, dis, you can look at the team in pregame warm-up and you know if they have a grading system on their – uh, how they procure players, right? They're just not randomly selecting players. I mean, you know, they've got a 6'9 power forward, a 6'9 center, a 6'5 small forward, you know, the shooting guard 6'5. They've got an NBA size roster. Now, Wheeler's not a big man. We understand that. But Mintz comes in as the backup point guard, and he's 6'3. They have an NBA-looking team, and that size wears you down. That's the point about you can't play 40. They're, they're going to wear you down. It's a war of attrition. And you've got to take that away from them. Yeah, Kentucky's guards are big. You, you mentioned Mintz. You know, the problem with Arkansas, if they decide to double up on Shebway, they kick it out to Mintz and Grady, and they can stroke it from three. Even without Wheeler, even without Washington, pardon me, and Wheeler, this is still a backcourt that can get it done. This is a dangerous yeah. Kentucky team. When they get healthy in the backcourt, come tournament time, this is going to be a team that can cut down the nets. You know, I just really think at 8-1 to one right now, that's a really good number to jump on them. I, I've been saying it now for two weeks. It's a little bit – this is a little like the Aaron Rodgers MVP number. We kept harping that all through the season, yep. especially after Thanksgiving when that number was high and no one was taking it until it became fairly obvious. This is the time to get Kentucky. You are not going to get better than plus 800 on Kentucky right now. You're just not. And I think you got to put that in the bank. I think what you have to do with this tournament is take five teams and spend, you know, whatever amount of money you want to spend on five teams and lay those odds and, and pick them out because I think one of those five will cash. So why don't we stick with the SEC? We mentioned the top 25 matchups today, SEC-wise. We started there with Kentucky down at Arkansas. Have you texted with Moss, by the way, before we move on? Is he fired up? Oh, he's fired up. I mean, Musk doesn't need much to get fired up. No. He's ready to go. Uh, yeah, I had a long talk with him this week. I think he's excited. I, I think, you know, it's all for him about coaching the defense. It's all about setting the table on defense and making sure that his team responds and doesn't get, you know, get overwhelmed by the uniform and by the size of Kentucky. Let's go Auburn, Tennessee, a Tennessee team that your Arkansas team held to 48 points. Uh, last week or about 10 days ago. Auburn, Tennessee, this number open Tennessee at home lane to uh, Tennessee's great at home. And actually, Auburn's been shaky on the road as of late. Uh, Tennessee opened up two and a half. It's been bet up to three. No surprise there with what I just told you. 139 on the total. It's been bet up to 140 on the total here, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing about Auburn is, is, is you know, nobody thought they were going to come out of this. I think they were, what, picked for fifth or sixth in the Southeast Conference. And I think the emergence of Jabari Smith has been certainly significant for the team. And where they've been really good is they're the second-best team in the conference 
in offensive efficiency uh, to Kentucky, and they're the second-best team in the conference defensively. I mean, this is a well-rounded team that can play and stretch the floor. And with Smith there, I mean, I, I know he's light, and I know he needs ankle weights, and he's going to fly away, but he is so talented. He may be and the best player that, in basketball. He, he's that good. He, he's that talented. I mean, I think if you can get his odds to be the first pick overall, assuming, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the two guys from, from – uh, from Gonzaga, but but certainly you got to think this guy, the way he plays the game, it's an NBA style, the way he's out there shooting those threes from out there. And, look, that's the one thing Auburn doesn't do well is they're 30%. They're the 10th team in the conference shooting threes, and yet they're still really good offensively. That's the remarkable thing about them because they are so efficient in two-point shots. They shoot over 54% on two-point shots. A revelation for them as well, Auburn, is Walker Kessler, the kid that transferred from North Carolina. He has popped as of late, and he's been good and doing work for them down low. These are two teams that are really, really good defensively in the half court. Tennessee just can't set up offensively in the half court, so they're, they're going to want to get out and run, turn you over, get into transition, and like I said, they have an edge at home there. No, they do. I mean, look, that's a tough – all these teams in the Southeast Conference, I think if you, if you really want to do a bucket list is go to some of these stadiums in, in, in football and in basketball. Part of the allure of the Southeast is not only how talented all the players are that play, is some of these facilities that they play in are so different. Bud Walton, you know, and going into some of these venues, it, it's remarkable to go to LSU and, and watch and be on the floor where you know the great Pete Maravich played is really fun. SEC right now, you got Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, all as locks come the field of 68. So you mentioned it's a crazy league. We continue. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. It's starting Sunday, March 13th. That's Selection Sunday. Six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg's Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmaker what the lines are going to be and find the best value early. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one of the tournament with betting here at VSIN and the College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's all free at vsin.com. Okay, we got you back here. Lombardi line on a Saturday. Jick Jack's coming up in about 12 minutes. Of course, we've got Thomas Gable joining. Wes Reynolds is going to join us as well. It's a huge day in college hoops and a huge day for Coach K, Michael Lombardi, as we welcome you in. Uh, Coach K and Jimmy Beheim are tremendous friends. And Stephen Bond mm -hmm. just told me there's a restaurant there in Syracuse, New York, called, is it Delmonico's, did you say, Stephen? Yeah, Del I don't know if you've ever eaten there. It's an Italian joint. Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think Grimaldi's. Is, is Stephen, is there a place called Grimaldi's? Is it Grimaldi's up I there, Stephen? That's Western New York, he said. Yeah, Maybe. I was going to say, there's always a place up on the hill that when you scouted at Syracuse, it was an Italian joint that everybody would go to. Final trip to the Carrier Dome. You know, these two go, I mean, Bayheim's 77. 
It's the same for Coach K. Somewhere around there, it's crazy, isn't it? That they've been doing this yeah, for this amazing. long. Team USA together for years, and here comes a matchup. This is, you know, really no path for an at-large bid for Syracuse at this point, so they're going to have to win the ACC tournament. And here comes Duke. Let's go ahead and set up the number. Duke's laying seven and a half. They beat them in January by 20, 79-59 at Cameron Indoor. It's a different story up in Syracuse. Syracuse can shoot it from three. Both Bayheim brothers. I mean, it's a team that offensively can get it done. But this isn't the 2-3 zone we're used to. And Duke can crack it, especially down low. And as I mentioned, they almost hung 80 on them earlier in the year, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, this, this Duke team is, is really good. They're coming into their own. They're the best offense in the ACC. They're the best defense in the ACC. And, you know, I, I think ultimately this is a huge challenge when Syracuse doesn't have the incredible length that they typically they like to have when they play that 2-3 zone. You know, when they're able to really extend it out with, you know, they have those big guards and centers. I mean, they're they're long with Basham and Swinder and all those players. But I, I think they've got to be able to, excuse me, with Bayheim, the two Bayheim boys. But I think ultimately, you know, they just don't play to the same level and Duke can take advantage of it. Once you play this 2-3 this zone quite a bit, I think it gives you a chance to crack it. So, look, the, they're battle-tested. I thought the game the other night in, in Virginia – was a really good game for Duke as they get prepared for the tournament because it was a hard-fought game. You know, they lost to the team before, and they came back, and they demonstrated down the stretch that they were going to be able to finish it off. Yeah, and it was an ATS loss for Duke. They did avenge the loss. Remember, they lost at home to Virginia a couple of weeks ago. They're 5-1 and one ATS their last six following an ATS loss, Duke coming into this matchup. Again, Syracuse is a different team at home, uh, especially on the perimeter. They can stroke it. It's just this is a mismatch, and we're not going to see It's interesting. Have you, do you have a relationship with either Coach K or Bayheim? No. No, I don't. I don't know either one. I'm really excited. I think, you know, I follow uh, Wright Thompson, one of the great writers at ESPN, a feature writer at ESPN. He and Seth Wickersham are college roommates going back to the University of Missouri. And, and so I follow both of them. And Wright actually just has finished a piece on Coach K, which will probably be great. I'm sure it'll be for the ESPN magazine. But no, I've never really been around them or been part of it. So I'm anxious to read this piece, and I, and I haven't read the Coach K book by Kevin O'Connor yet either. I, I was told by Mad Dog it was really good. He was reading it on vacation last week, so i, I got to get that and read that. 75 years old, the swan song for Coach K, 77 for Beheim. Beheim has been there. And it doesn't look like he's going to stop either. They don't look like they're going to slow it down, do they? I don't know. With his sons leaving, it'll be, you know, back in 18, he had talked about retiring. Then he came back, and he ha we haven't heard a whisper of it since. So you're right. It looks like he's sticking around. 77. He's been there at Syracuse for over 40 years. And of course, uh, of course, Coach K, one of the all-time greats. So two good friends face off up the Carrier Dome in Syracuse tonight. Uh, the total, by the way, I just want to set this up. Uh, we had a 79-59 finish in January. Let me just get you the total back up here. 151. So it's steep. But again, this is not, yeah. and you just said it perfectly, it's not the length. The Syracuse team doesn't have the length, which helps you execute with that 2-3 zone as they have in the past. So that's an elevated total. Problem with me and Duke, and I do have them in my top 12, but the problem with me, obviously, but the problem with me and Duke is they kind of play down to competition at times. And this would be one of those spots in a raucous, what, 30,000 at the Carrier Dome. 
Yeah, I can't imagine that, you know, the energy in that crowd and, and being there and, and as they finish the season with, you know, they got to go to Pitt next week on, on Tuesday and then they close the season on next Saturday at North Carolina. I can't imagine that they're not going to be really uh, up for this one. I, I, I just can't. I think that this ultimately, uh, they're, they're getting into their groove, I think, a little bit here. You know, off the loss of Virginia back in the first part of February, I think, you know, they're really in their groove. And I expect them to keep going that way. I, I, I was impressed by their ability to nail it down. Virginia played it slow. The game was in the 120s. One, it ended up at a 126 game, 65-61. And they were able to grind out a win. And, and I think those are the kind of wins that Gonzaga needs to have that they don't get come playoff time. No way, Virginia playing a slow, boring basketball game? You kid. You kid, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, all or nothing for Syracuse. So. But, but you get, give Bennett cre- credit. I mean, this is what he knows he has to do to win. Oh, right? totally. I mean, no, you're this right. This is what I love about watching college basketball. I, I love watching the how they want to play the game and the tempo. And, you know, although Duke, to be honest with you, that's a really high total for a team that's 10th in the conference in tempo. I mean, you know what I mean? Their offense efficiency is really good. Yeah, they're just so but efficient. But their tempo is slower. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, ju- you just said it right there. If, whether it's outside the arc, inside the arc, they're just so efficient. That's the one thing about Duke I, I this think, year. I think if you play in Duke, I think if you want to play Duke on the odds, and I don't know, Stephen, what are the odds for Duke to win the whole thing? I got it right here. I think the one thing, the one thing that's got to scare you about Duke when you watch them over the season and look at them is their free throw shooting. I think you can't play a team – that is as bad as three throw shooting as Duke to win the whole thing. They're 70.9%. They rank 14th in the conference. I don't think you can play that team and feel good about it. They may be able to get hot come playoff time and, and make all their free throws, but over an extended period, those percentages are real. And you, we know defense and free throw shooting are really what ultimately is going to matter to win the tournament, to close out a, a hard-fought game. And when you're shooting 70.9%, you leave the door open. Yeah, they're almost 37% from three, Duke, almost 55% from inside the arc. So they're efficient as all get out. You mentioned the free throws. I got Duke on the board at 12 to 1 to win a championship. Look at the team at 10, what, 18 to 1 and Nova to win a championship. You know, Nova's the best free throw shooting team in the country. And so that, and Gillespie's going to be there this year for Jay Wright's team. So your point is well taken. And they've got guards. I mean, you've got to be able, you, you know, one thing is you've got to be able to put together what you believe are the true indicators of what wins. And, we, and the one thing about this tournament that we've seen it time and time again, Thomas Gable talked about it yesterday, about how veteran leadership really makes, makes a difference, having, having mature players who've been there. Not saying Kentucky can't do it as they kind of change their roster, but the one thing we do know is teams that have played together in tough situations and make their free throws and can play great defense, they're typically the, the ones that get to the Elite Eight. Well, you nailed it. How about Houston? Some books still have them 30 to 1. Calvin Sampson's team, I mean, this is a team that made a Final Four run last year, and they bring back pretty much they, they, everybody's coming back. They've got seniors and juniors. They've got a senior and a junior in the backcourt. Houston is yep. a veteran laden team. It's going to be dangerous coming out of the American. I mean, you know, Edwards is a senior, White's a senior. Carlton's a senior, right? You know, Sheed's the only sophomore on the team. I mean, they've got four of the best players in the conference, but they only shoot 69% from the three-point line. I mean, and they're the best offense in the American Conference, so that's got to concern you a little bit. And once again, it's funny, all these good – they play – they're 11th in tempo in their conference. 
They don't play an up-tempo game either. Yeah, I can, and Sasser in the backcourt for Houston. I don't know. That's just a team that you don't really think about just because we're looking at the We don't watch him enough. I mean, unless you're really into the college game like Hoops Peterson is and all of our other – it's hard to watch Houston all the time. Yep. I mean, I was watching Memphis play Temple the other night, and, you know, I was trying to check out my man Larry Brown sitting there on the bench, you know, and seeing – and Memphis is all over the place. I mean – you know, Memphis to me is is a hard team to figure out because you see their talent, but boy, they just look like there's a lot of loose ends that aren't tied together. Yeah, Penny, Penny's got some splaining to do because he's got talent there. They they should be With better. A lot than, of talent. They should be better than they are. Is pound for pound on the bench there, Larry Brown? Yeah, he was there. I couldn't find him at first. I texted a buddy of mine to see, is he still there? And the guy said, yeah. And then he circled him for me, and I found him, you know. Got to make sure you got to take care of Coach Brown now. One of the, great, one of the great coaches, great. any sport, doesn't of matter. Time. Of all of time. One sport. of the great teachers no. of all time came to my Pistons and won a championship. Hell of a coach. Won one at Kansas as well. We continue. Jick Jack Johnson coming up next on a college yeah. basketball Saturday right here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. If you missed anything, Go to vcin.com or at vcin live. Michael Lombardi on Twitter, M Lombardi NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, special offer, BetMGM. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game in the NBA tonight. If either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200. It's VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you're going to earn those BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. MGM, BetMGM, a proud authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Imagine that. Download the app, betmgm.com, or in the app store. VEASAN 200, anybody hits a three-pointer tonight, you're good to go. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We head to Biloxi, Mississippi, down at the Beau Rivage, and say what's good to our guy, old boy, Jick Jack Johnson, Carl Johnson. Hi, Carl. How we feeling, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Patrick, Michael, how you guys doing? We, we're feeling real good over here. Finest frog hair, baby. <laughs> there it is. Carl, what's uh, what's the word down there? It's a huge day in college basketball. Is it starting to pick up at the Beau Rivage with the betting action in college hoops? It is. Uh, yeah, this is a big SEC day. I mean, we got some good matchups. Uh, big 12's got a couple of good matchups. Yeah, it's uh, 
It looks like it's going to be a good day. We got some people strolling in. We're ready to go. Is it an LSU crowd there, Carl, or will it be an old Miss? I mean, tell me what's the major what's the major team in the book? Uh, you know what? It's probably Auburn, uh, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, you know, the L- there's some LSU people here, but uh, I would say the majority is the Auburn fans and the Alabama fans. Well, Auburn's at Tennessee today, so why don't we start there? They've been a little shaky on the road, Carl. Uh, let's go Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee opened two and a half on the board here. How about down at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so uh, yeah, Tennessee, uh, we're at three and a half, 139 and a half. Uh, Tennessee 20 and seven on the year. We got them 50 to one on the futures. Auburn 25 and three, and we got them at uh, eight to one right now. I'm sorry, 10 to one. And we're going to send you. We're going to send Jabari Smith over to you and have him get on your diet so we can put a little weight on that boy there. I think you know he could. He could. He spent a week with you, Jig Jack. He'll be in good shape, don't you think? I'm telling you right now, if. if I, I could put weight on people. I would have them eating two Whoppers before they go to bed every night. <laughs> so that's the recipe, two Whoppers before you hit the hay? Uh, that's, that's how you do it. I, that's, I, I, my little 12-year-old grandson needed to gain weight. I told him to eat a Whopper before you go to sleep every night. There you go. That's what grandpas are for. Twisted steel and sex appeal, Carl Johnson. All right, let's stick in yeah. the SEC, Kentucky, Arkansas. Uh, this is, I know Michael Lombardi looking forward to this matchup. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun down there, Arkansas. What do you got? Wow, what a good game. Yeah, so 23-5, uh, uh, and five, Kentucky goes to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, we got minus 2.5 and, and 144.5. And uh, Razorbacks 22-6. and six. This is one of my favorite teams for the tournament. Uh, this is going to be a great game today. Uh, we got uh, Arkansas at 66-1 to one on the Futures. And you like them? You are you like Kentucky for the tournament? Who do you like? Who do you who do you like? Uh, I like Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a real good play at sixty six to one. I mean Kentucky, we yeah. got them at eight to one. Uh, but uh, you know, I, usually when I play futures, I like it. Uh, I like a big payout. And, yeah, I and, can you, see that. and you like a team that's playing hot going into the tournament, like my, right, Michael? They've won twelve of thirteen. Yeah, Musk's team. No doubt. I mean, if they get this one, I think they're going to move their seating up. Joe Lenardi had them as a six seed the other day, and I think if they can get this one, that can move them into maybe the, the four or the third seed in, in one of the regions, which I think certainly would be good for them. But, look, they, they, the one thing they have is they have Note, who's a great point guard, and they play great defense. And that's usually a recipe for having success come tournament time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that Arkansas plays extremely good defense, um, I, I hope that they kind of get in there in the middle and, and, and muscle with those guys, and then if they can protect the perimeter, they got a chance to win this game. Yeah, Arkansas holding teams to 60 points per over that 13-game span. And look, Musk did, Musselman did it up in Nevada. He took a, a Nevada team to the Sweet 16. He can sure do it with this talent on this Arkansas team. Let's go to the Big 12. This is a huge... Huge top yeah. 10 matchup with Kansas wow. and Baylor, which Michael and I are going to talk about a little bit later. But I want to get your take on this one, Jick Jack. Kansas, Baylor, Baylor looking for revenge. It got pummeled in Lawrence earlier in the year. Yeah, so Kansas 23-4 and four coming in to uh, Baylor at 23-5. and five. You know, that's one of the things I noticed this year. For the last week, I've been trying to catch up on college basketball. I noticed a lot of teams that have four or five losses this year as opposed to uh, other years, but in this game we got Baylor minus two and a half, one forty nine and a half. 
Baylor at 18 to 1 on the futures, Kansas at 14 to 1. This conference is so damn good. I mean, it is so good, and it goes deep, and it separates itself. I mean, a lot of people think the Southeast, but this conference is is really good. And Kansas, you know, the, the best defense in the conference is Texas Tech, and Baylor is right there in terms of the best offense, the best defense. This is going to be a fun game to watch with a lot of good players on the court at one time. So, you know, I don't know if – if this game is going to determine who gets the one seed somewhere, but I think it's going to go a long way to that. I agree. You mentioned the best defense in the conference, one of the best in the country, Texas Tech's at TCU today, Carl Johnson. What do you got with Texas Tech here? Yeah, look, I like the Red Raiders for the tournament. 22-6 uh, and six on the year. Uh, today we got a minus 5.5, 131.5 and and over TCU. Uh, and also for the futures, uh, uh, Texas Tech got a little action this week. They were at 30 to one, and we bumped them down to 22 to one here just yesterday. Yeah, I mean the Texas Techs were really. I mean, when you watch them play, they they hold their opponent to to under 43 percent from the from two point area, which is really remarkable. And they average, you know, their the, their percentage of stealing the ball, creating turnovers, which really feeds into their offense, has really been remarkable. And so they defend the three point line, they create turnovers, they can rebound. They're, they're just a complete, really good defensive team. I could see people wanting to play them. I mean, Mike Palm has been on this for two months now. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, they're defensively. I mean, Mark Adams is a guru, um, he, and he brings the rue with them, Michael Lombardi. But it's yeah, they're led no by doubt. Bryson Williams, the senior forward. But different players kind of step up different nights for Texas Tech offensively. You know, they can. It's it, it's a team. I, I agree with you, Jick Jack. I think it's a team that could be dangerous come tournament time, just because they can lock you down on defense. Let's go Big Ten. Purdue, Michigan State. Uh, Purdue's one of those teams many think can obviously cut down the nets here. Purdue open three and a half. Where are you sitting here? Uh, let's see. Purdue, Michigan State. Uh, what's that bet number? We got 609 on the rotation, Carl Johnson. I got I three and a half in an opener, up to five, and I got a 146 and a half on the total here. Yeah, we're at uh, four and a half and 146 and a half here. Yeah, uh, Purdue, uh, we got 10 to one on the futures. Uh, you know, if they get it going, they can score. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, you got to watch this team also. Another bad free throw shooting team. I mean, this to me, this is really – do we think Michigan State is an automatic into the tournament, Patrick? I Michigan mean, State's going to get – they're they going to get in, yeah. But uh, you don't like this the way was, they're playing they down the stretch. The, if they win this one, this really sends them a long way. Don't you think five's a pretty heavy number here in a big game like this for State? It, it, it does. And, and Purdue, while they have an offense that, as far as efficiency-wise, they're number one in Kempom's rankings. But, Michael, the reason I think Michigan State is dangerous, Purdue is just, they're suspect defensively at times. Listen, Jaden Ivey is one of the best players in college basketball, but I I agree with you. That number jumping up to five is a little suspect here. Michigan State needs this one. They do. And, and you know, Purdue, as you mentioned, they're not really good. The two areas that make me worry about Purdue, not a great defense at all. Bottom of the Big Ten in defense, it, clearly, right? Yep. You know, and, and, they're, and they're 13th in, in controlling pace. And then they're really one of the worst teams from the free throw line. Those two combinations don't go together, and it lends yourself to getting upset at sometimes, and especially in tough venues. I think this is one of those where Michigan State circles the wagons here. Look at the total here. Michigan State also having problems getting it done on the defensive end lately. 146.5 could be in danger as far as the over. Um, 
Carl Johnson, what else is going on over there at the Beau Rivage? What's your day looking like, my man? Hey, you know, it's going to be just a regular day. I think we'll have some college basketball action. Uh, but you know what? Uh, real quick, I, I, I started looking at some of these stats. Listen to this, guys. Uh, Middle Tennessee State covered 78% of the games this year. I think Tom Gables is on to something. Jacksonville State, 77%. Toledo, 73%. Texas Tech, 71%. I mean, if you bet those teams this year, you made a fortune. Give, give me those yeah. teams again. Let's have them so everybody can write them down. Middle give Tennessee. me those teams. Middle Tennessee State, 78%. Jacksonville State, 77%. Toledo, 73 Texas Tech, 71 And Monmouth was at 70 There you go. 70% coverage. There it is. Got to love Monmouth. Got to love the Jersey team. Monmouth, got to love that one right there. <laughs> the huh? pride of Jersey. Uh, Carl, enjoy your day, my man. You're the best. Stop by and say hi there at the Beau Rivage down in Biloxi. Carl will take a selfie with you. He won't even charge you, right, Carl? No, I, if you want to take a picture with me, something's wrong with you. But yeah, I, I... <laughs> All right, there he goes, our buddy Carl Thanks, Johnson. Carl. We'll talk to you next Saturday here on the Lombardi Line. We're coming back. More college hoops. Get into the association as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.